0: Good morning, Oakwood. Glad you're here today. Hope you had a great spring break and uh, enjoyed some time maybe with family, doing something fun outside. Today we're going to talk about how to hear God's voice. And I'm going to go ahead and give you an extra moment to find the book of Habakkuk in your Bible. So as I'm talking, just go ahead, and we'll get to that in in a few moments. Book of Habakkuk Habakkuk is uh, one of those Books of the Bible, you probably don't hear from a lot, but it has some important stuff for, for us to hear. So uh, start looking for that now. Sometimes I, I, I drive my family nuts, okay? I really frustrate them. Uh, and it's okay. This, the first service, they, they laugh so hard at that. But I, I've got a lot of different ways that I can drive my family nuts. But one of the ways that I really frustrate them, drive them nuts, is I like to listen to ball games as I'm traveling in the car. A lot of times at night, those ball games are on AM radio. Okay, So if you don't know much about AM radio, after dark, the signals just kind of fade in and out. The the stations all kind of run together. And so what I end up doing, I turn it up really loud, trying to hear the ball game. And I don't let them talk, Okay, Shh. I'm listening to the ball game. And when those stations start fading in and out, and you can't hardly hear, I I turn it up extra loud, just hoping I can get every other word or something so I can kind of know what's happening. And it frustrates them. Sometimes trying to hear God's voice is like an AM radio, isn't it? Other times, trying to hear God's voice is sometimes because we're not listening or we're really not paying attention. Uh, Several years ago, one of our children's uh, directors had scheduled a a trip to go to Sun and Fun over in Ponca City, and I apparently had agreed to drive the the van to to go that day, to drive the bus and the sponsor. And so I showed up at the church that day, and I wasn't dressed ready to go to Sun and Fun. You know, I'm like, hey, you're going to Sun and Fun today. Are Are you ready? I'm not going to Sun and Fun. Oh, yeah, you said you were going to drive the bus and you were going to tell. I'm like, I didn't say I was going to. Oh, yes, you did. You said you were going to drive the bus. You were going to sponsor this trip. I'm like, when did I say this? Well, I popped my head in there and you were- I said, what was I doing? Well, you were working on a sermon or a lesson or something. I'm like, really? Because I would have never agreed to that because I hate water parks, okay? Because I always get sunburnt and then I'm miserable for days And for the first 30 minutes or so, it's kind of fun, but after the next several hours, and so no, I wouldn't want it to have gone. I wouldn't have agreed, but yet I did, because someone was speaking, but I wasn't listening. So sometimes trying to hear God's voice is exactly like listening to an AM radio, and you turn it up extra loud, and you're straining trying to hear, and then sometimes when someone is talking, you're not paying any attention. We're, we're hearing, but we're not listening. You know, over the years, I've had some people tell me some pretty crazy things. Well, God told me to do this. I'm like, really, God told you to do this? And it really sounded pretty crazy. And, and I'm not going to accuse those people of being crazy, but what they told me sounded pretty crazy. And I'm like, God told you to do that? Yep, God told me to do that. So sometimes when somebody says, God told me to do this, my radar, my antenna just kind of goes up because I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Then there's other times some people that I know that are walking with God that have a relationship with God that I truly respect and admire. When they tell me that God told them to do something, I don't question that at all. But I wanted to let you in on something this morning. God will never tell you to do something that violates His written word, okay? So if it's already written in the Bible... He's not going to tell you something contrary to what he's already spoken. So if you think God is telling you to do something that it's not backed up by Scripture and it goes opposite to what he teaches, it's probably not God leading you to do that. There have been a lot of times when I maybe have felt led or... Maybe, uh, so to speak, God spoke to me and told me to to maybe call somebody or to do something. And when I picked up the phone and I called them, they're like, man, you're just what I needed to hear today. Because I was going through a really rough time and I just needed some encouragement. That's happened to me more times than I can count. But it also has happened to me on the opposite end where I've been on the receiving end there was a, a lady in our church, uh, Sonia Hike, and it's actually Robin McKenzie's uh, mother. And she passed away several years ago, and she was battling cancer. And I was trying to visit with her and see her pretty often in her last stages of life. And something had happened at the church that day that had really... I, I got my feelings hurt, okay? And I was just bummed out. And... and I was all self-consumed in what had happened to me, and how am I going to deal with this? And, you know, I've got to do this, got to do that, because I felt like I'd been wrong. Something had happened to me. And I went by to see Sonia that day. And, you know, start off, well, how are you doing, Sonia? How's your treatments going? And and that kind of stuff. And she said, you're just not your perky self. What's going on with you today? I said, well, I don't know. Just something kind of happened at the church, kind of, kind of bummed me out, kind of got me a little down and in, in a little upset. And she goes, let's talk about it. See, I went by to see her, to encourage her, and I ended up, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm not a crier, but I ended up crying in her living room, kind of pouring my heart out to her. And she was ministering to me and encouraging my heart. You see, God didn't have me go there to encourage her, God had me go see Sonia to encourage me. In the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, we have a lot of examples of God speaking to people. And I know what you're thinking. Man, I sure wish he'd do that today. I wish that God would just speak today. Well, he's still speaking today. The problem is we don't always hear him. And in the book of Habakkuk, we're going to see a few principles here that show us how to hear the voice of God. Habakkuk was written about 600 BC, shortly before the destruction of Jerusalem, before its walls were torn down and burned. And in fact, the book of Habakkuk verifies those very events. But I'm going to probably venture to say that probably almost everyone here today needs to hear from God in some area of your life. Should I get married? Should I take this job? Should I make this commitment? Should I go to college? If I do, what should I major in? Maybe you're feeling God is calling you to ministry. Maybe you need to hear from God because you're getting ready to make a big decision. Some of you maybe need to hear from God because you've blown it and you've stumbled and fallen prey to sin. Some of you maybe need to hear from God just to know the why. God, why is this happening in my life? Is there something I need to do? Is there a next step I need to take? How do I move on? How do I pick up the pieces? What's next, Lord? Habakkuk was a man who knew how to hear God's voice, and God used him to speak to his generation. And I believe that God is still using Habakkuk to speak to this generation today. So, if you want to learn to hear God speaking, I think there's some things that we can learn from Habakkuk. Okay. Now, how many of you found Habakkuk without looking at the table of uh, contents at the front of the Bible? Okay. Several. How many of you had to cheat and like, where is this book? Okay. Thank you guys for being honest. Okay. From now on, you will always know where to find Habakkuk. Okay. Here's some lessons that we can, can learn about listening to God speak from the life of Habakkuk. Number one is that don't be afraid to ask the difficult questions. Don't be afraid to ask the difficult questions. Begin in verse, or chapter 1, uh, verse 2. Habakkuk is going to pour out his heart to God, and he has a, a complaint. He says, How long, Lord, must I call for help but you don't listen or cry out to you? violence but you do not save why do you make me look at injustice why do you tolerate wrongdoing destruction and violence are before me there is strife and conflict abounds okay so he's saying god things aren't going good in my life why is this happening how long am i going to cry out to you before you will speak and and i get to hear from you how long lord well the lord answers that skip down to verse five look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed i love this verse right here for i'm going to do something in your days in your time he said in your life that you would not believe even if you were told then he tells them what's going to happen he said i am going to raise up the babylonians that ruthless and impetus people who sweep across the horror to seize dwellings not of their own they are feared and dreaded people they are a law to themselves and they promote their own honor well habakkuk here asked a, a tough question lord how long How long do I have to cry out? How long do I have to pray and speak to you? And do I have to see all the violence and the iniquities going on around me? How long? And God says, I'm getting ready to do something amazing. These Babylonians that you don't like, they're going to sweep across, and I'm going to use them to bring some judgment to you. Well, Habakkuk's not finished yet. Verse 12, he says, he's got another complaint. He said, Lord... Are you not from everlasting, my God, my Holy One? You will never die. See, he's acknowledging that God is over everything. You, Lord, have appointed them to execute judgment. You, my rock, have ordained them to punish. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent when the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? You have made people like the fish in the sea, like the sea creatures that have no ruler. So he's saying, Lord, why are you going to allow this to happen? Why are you going to allow these Babylonians to basically take over? You want to hear God speak, you need to ask some difficult questions. Sometimes things happen that we don't like. That God allows to happen that we don't understand we don't agree with him and we wish that God would intervene and maybe do something different but he doesn't and when this happens you have two choices you can either get very angry at God or you can pour your heart out to God and say okay God what's happening what are you trying to teach me how do you want me to respond where do you want me to go on and sometimes. Hearing God begins with a struggle When Nehemiah the Babylonian slave after this event happened where the city of Jerusalem was destroyed He wept he mourned he fasted he prayed and he struggled with it until he got a clear idea what God wanted him to do And then he took action You see Jesus struggled himself Hours before he was set to be crucified He said lord if there's any other way if it's possible let this cup of suffering pass from me if there's any other way that you can accomplish your will lord i pray it happened so if you need to hear the voice of god i want to encourage you today don't be afraid to ask why don't be afraid to ask what if don't be afraid to ask what now If you want to hear the voice of God, you need to be completely transparent with him. Because let me tell you something, he already knows what's going on in here. You're not hiding a secret from him at all. Next thing is put yourself in the best place possible. Chapter 2, verse 1, Habakkuk says, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am I am to give to this complaint. Okay, now Habakkuk here references a watchtower and a guard post. They're symbolic. You see, a watchtower was often a stone tower built on the wall of the city. And there would be somebody up there that was a watchman. And his job was to keep an eye out. If an enemy was approaching, he could sound the alarm. Maybe a messenger was coming. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was a merchant coming from another city or another country coming to do business with them. They could see them coming from a ways off and they could sound the alarm. But they were in the best place to be able to see because they were elevated. Habakkuk says, I'm going to put myself in the best place possible to hear God's voice. So I'm going to ask you today, where do you think the best place is possible for you to hear God's voice? Because often we don't hear God's voice because we're not in a place where we can listen. I believe spending time in God's word is a great place to put yourself, to listen to what God has to say. I believe listening to teachers, to pastors, to Christian music. Those are good places, church leaders, member, you know, Christian friends. Those are good places that you can put yourself to listen to God's voice and you have to get yourself away from the voices that are going to complain and criticize and distract you from hearing what god wants to say to you several years ago i was visiting with one of the young ladies in our church she was a college age at that time and she had a whole list of things that she wanted from her future husband so she was kind of going through this. And I said, Well, tell me about this guy. Does he, you're dating right now, does he check all these boxes? Well, no, but he, you know, he's a good guy and I think I love him. And I said, Where did you guys meet? Well, I, I met him in a bar. Okay, so you want God to bless you with these things, or these are the criteria that you've laid out for a, a husband. <laughs> Do you think you put yourself in the best possible place to meet the guy? that you believe god is preparing for you in a bar well no that's not exactly putting yourself in a place where god can reveal his will to you and you can hear him speak habakkuk said i'm going to climb my watchtower i'm going to stand my guard post so he wanted to hear god God speak. He wanted to hear the voice of the Lord, so he had to put himself in a position and a place where he could avoid distractions, avoid the the, the chatter that was going on around him, and he could listen to what God had to say. And the third thing we need to, to realize and learn from Habakkuk is we have to be willing to wait it out. There are times when God speaks to us immediately. But there are times that the answers don't always come that fast. Sometimes before you hear God's voice, you have to go through periods of silence. And it might be hours or days or weeks or months. Hopefully it's not years, but we need to be prepared for that because sometimes there's periods of silence when we don't hear God speak. But listen to what Habakkuk said in verse 3. For the revelation awaits at an appointed time it speaks of the end it will not prove false though it linger wait for it it certainly it will certainly come and it will not delay so what he's saying here that it's going to come the answer that god that you're expecting to hear from god the voice is going to come now it might be delayed but it's going to come And then he said, even when the answers don't come immediately, it's always worth the wait. Isaiah said, for since the world began, no ear has heard, no eye has seen a God like you who works for those who wait for him. So sometimes we have to wait to hear God speaks. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. We've got to understand this is on God's timetable, okay? But I'm a right now type of a person. If my car breaks down, I want it fixed right now. If I pray, man, I like it when it's... As soon as I say amen, the prayer is answered. Something breaks at my house, I want it fixed right now. That's the way I am. I'm, I'm a right now person. But sometimes... I've got to understand that when God wants to speak to me, it's not right now. It's on His timeline. But that doesn't mean that God isn't at work. I believe the the hardest part of praying and trusting God and waiting to hear from Him is when there's periods of silence. You think, okay, God, it's like a back. Lord, I'm talking to you. I keep asking, how long? How long, Lord? But then he says, the answer is going to come. Just because there's silence doesn't mean that God's not on his throne. He's still on his throne. He's still in control. He's still sovereign. And he is going to speak on his timeline. Next, he says, to put your thoughts into words and put your words onto paper. Now, you thought I skipped verse 2 here, but we're going back to that. The Lord replied, "Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets, so that a herald may run with it." I like what the New Living Translation said on that. It said, "Write my answer in large, clear letters on a tablet, so that a runner can read it and tell everyone else." Okay. Have you ever tried to to read something while you're running or walking fast? It just. God said, "Write this down big enough, so that somebody could running." can read this. That's what the Lord told him to do. Write this down big enough so that somebody running can hear this. Now whether or not you're ever blessed on this earth to be able to hear the audible voice of the Lord speak to you, He's still going to speak to you and you need to write down what God is saying to you because He's still speaking to you. I believe one of the The best ways and maybe the the most often used ways that God speaks to us is through impressions. Maybe while you're reading the Bible or listening to a sermon or talking with a friend or praying or thinking. God's going to give you an impression, a notion in your spirit, this nudge. That this is the direction you need to take. This is the, the, the step that you need to move towards. And here's something I want you to understand. God is living inside of you and through you. And so often when he speaks to you, it's a silent voice. That you may not hear that audible voice, but it's still the voice of the Lord speaking. Now you think, how's that possible? I'm going to try to illustrate this the best I can. How many of you, when you're doing something, think you talk to yourself anybody talk to yourself person okay and sometimes we may speak it out loud you know like, alan why did you do that or or okay i need to do this or that but sometimes we're just thinking it how do we know it's your brain speaking telling you what you need to do well your your brain lives in your body right and do you understand that the holy spirit god lives inside you and that includes your brain So here's what we, and it took me a long time to figure this out. And it's really very simple and basic. God's living in your brain. And he can talk to you without hearing that voice. I don't need to hear myself speak to know what I'm wanting to do. God can speak to you just through those impressions, those nudgings. So God spoke to Habakkuk through a vision. He said, write it out. And sometimes we make this idea of a vision maybe fancier or more complicated than it really is. Let me tell you, a vision is something you perceive in your mind of what God wants to, you to accomplish in your life, okay? And God said, write it out. Write it out. There's a fifth thing involved in hearing God's voice is you ready to put your faith to work? God answered Habakkuk's questions when he told him what would happen in the days to come. The Babylonians are going to take over, but you're not going to be destroyed. And ultimately, there was going to be some good news because God was going to rescue his people from their enemies. This is where faith comes in, friends, okay? Flip over to chapter 3 of Habakkuk. And I want to slip up and grab verse 16. I I know if you're following along in the Bible app, I just had verse 17. But I'm going to begin with verse 16. I heard and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come to the nations invading us. Okay, He's, he's fearful at this point he said, though the fig tree does not bud, there's no grapes on the vines. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. See, each one of us need to hear God's voice in some area of our life. And if we're willing to listen, he's going to speak. And his message will be good news because the Bible says that somehow he always makes whatever's going on a blessing. He will work that out for the good of those that are, love him and are called according to his purpose. But that requires faith. We lost uh, just a couple of months back one of our dear members of the church, Melinda Lounsbury. She uh, helped out with our host center and the info desk. And if you came to the first service ever, more than likely she might have served you a cup of coffee. Well, she was diagnosed with cancer and it started out a spot on her leg and then it just spread from there. Really was hopeful that it was going to be contained and she started taking her her chemotherapy and when i talked to her about that i asked her if she was afraid and and fearful and she said she wasn't and never once did she say why am i going through this god how come you are making me endure this but her faith was strong and she just would say i don't know what the lord's planning on doing through me through this situation or how I'm supposed to respond, but something's good's gonna come from this. Maybe you need to hear the voice of God in your marriage. Maybe you think, Tomorrow I'm going to the lawyer. Maybe it's your career. Maybe it's your family life. Maybe you've got some unruly, disobedient kids that have maybe walked away from the Lord, and you need to hear what God is speaking to you. Maybe it's in your finances. I encourage you to be like Habakkuk when he said in verse 18, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. If you want to hear the voice of God, you need to get ready to hear because He wants to speak to you. The listening requires us to tune out all the distractions, all the voices that might speak negativity into your life. It requires you to put yourself in a position, in a place where you can hear God speak. If you ever go to one of those uh, sports restaurants where they've got 50 TVs, and they're all loud, and everybody's shouting and yelling, it's hard to have a conversation with anybody at the table too much is going on, too many distractions, too many voices, you want to hear God speak to you, you've got to put yourself in a position where you've eliminated all those distractions, all those voices, and be like Habakkuk. Okay, Lord, I'm ready. You're going to speak to me